Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, soul friends. Christy and I are so glad to connect with you, and we are going to be talking about practicing Sabbath rest. This is for all of us, especially if you are in ministry or in leadership. The importance of soul care is so important that we can be strong in our uh, continuing service and our love for God. And uh, so it's going to be a great conversation. We especially want to welcome you if you are new to our Soul Talks community. It's so good to have you. We want you to just uh, pull up a chair, so to speak, as if you're in our in our kitchen, we're having a meal together, and we want to welcome you into a Soul Talk, where we elevate conversations for intimacy with Jesus and loving one another. I uh, want to welcome a new uh, friend who left an Amazon review for our book, Journey of the Soul. Really appreciate. His name is E.P., and he appreciates the map in Journey of the Soul and the stage model of the Christ stages of faith and how we get simple ways to allow Jesus to transform us in the stage we're in. And uh, he especially uh, found it helpful to have structure and direction into the world of Christian spiritual formation, which sometimes can feel inaccessible. And that's a lot of what we're about in Soul Shepherding, is helping your uh, life with Jesus uh, to be uh, accessible. How does it really work to, to draw closer to Jesus and to care for our souls and to overflow with God's grace to other people. What, what are the practices? What are the relational ways? And we like to dig into that. And uh, so thanks for that review, EP. And if you haven't left an Amazon review or even just a star rating, it's so simple to, if you've bought Journey of the Soul on Amazon, uh, wherever you've gotten it, if you just go on there and you click a star rating, that helps people to find us. Really appreciate you doing that. So, Christy, we're just coming off of a, a 10-day vacation, which we really needed. We were in Santa Barbara and spent time with our son and daughter-in-law and just had a lot of fun uh, hiking, going to the beach. And I would say we had 10 days of Sabbath rest because we were very uh, intentional about doing this, not only with each other and with our family, but really in the Lord's presence. It was such a gift. It was soul restorative to us. It was just what we needed. And you know, friends, it was it was interesting how this vacation ended up for us. We had blocked out some weeks and had planned to schedule a vacation after really intense, heavy work year this year with the launch of Journey of the Soul, with a lot more speaking, a lot of web, you know, podcasts being guests on webinars and podcasts, which we, we love doing. But cramming all that in on top of all of our normal work, and then our workload has been increased because our st- our staff, we've done a lot of hiring this year, and our staff has just grown immensely. And so training, well, hiring, interviewing, training, uh, acclimating, onboarding people, there's just been a lot of work this year. And so we'd been really looking forward to a time away and knew we really needed it because we'd been struggling with working a little bit too much and carrying just a lot of weight. And then here we got home from speaking at a, a large event that was just a, a real highlight, so fruitful. And we both got COVID. And we were stuck at home quarantining for two weeks. And that was when we were supposed to be on vacation. And we didn't know 
when we'd be able to get away and what our vacation would look like, but we tried to just lean into God's sovereignty and just trust that this is what he had for us. And it was tough. I mean, we you got really sick and really bad symptoms, and I was really worried about you. I had never seen you so sick. I got it after you, and I got totally different symptoms. I didn't get it as bad, but I got some lasting things that have been harder and very difficult for me, including that I still don't have any taste or smell. So you've been living with smelly cat litter boxes and all <laughs> kinds of other things I can't smell anymore and having to serve me with your smell these days and tasting some yeah. things that, that are bad. Even our daughter yesterday was over and said, uh, Mom, you've got some fermented applesauce in the fridge. <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't smell it, so I couldn't taste it. So I was glad to have her protection. Another example of how we need each other. We need the body of Christ. But So when we finally did feel like, oh, you know, we, we actually can get 10 days away here. We didn't have time or energy to plan anything. And so we just called up our son and daughter-in-law and said, hey, can we come stay with you? And they were so gracious. And the thing that was so good for us, Bill, was that we were able to just be present in the moment, all 10 of those days, and have boundaries to protect us from work. And our team was great helping us with that too. And to just be present to Jesus. And we, we ordered a book we read together on Jesus and life of Jesus. And we watched the Chosen series with our son and, and daughter in love again. And just enthralling our minds with Jesus and being present to his gifts of beauty and his creation there and walking, which was physically good for us. And being in nature was physically good for our body. Sleeping a lot. We got a lot more sleep than normal. And good food and fellowship and just being together with people that were happy to be with us who are our son and daughter in love they they are really hospitable and so we felt love we felt wanted we felt safe and it was nurturing to our souls notice that christy is calling her our daughter in love and that that is is right yeah we really appreciate uh brianne and david and uh, their hospitality so Christy and I work together and do a lot of our work from our home. Right now we're in our home and we're imagining you here with us in conversation, maybe over a meal. But it's very different when we're, these 10 days are not like the normal days that we're together. We were more, uh, more free to just be in the moment, as you said, and uh, emotionally present to each other. And so there was a theme of uh, Sabbath rest. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was like uh, stringing together Sabbath days, and that we approached all ten of these days the way we've learned to do Sabbath day. And this is after some years of training in solitude and silence, in spiritual retreats, uh, going on a sabbatical ourselves, where we were for uh, thirty days. We were unplugged from email and all work and all productivity, and we were doing the Ignatian meditation guides that uh, Soul Shepherding has in our online store. And we did those for ourselves and journaled and prayed through each one of those gospel meditations, 50 of them. And we were doing uh, one or two every day and uh, then sh having soul talk conversations with each other on that. And so... And a spiritual director that you were processing with and sending our journals and meeting with. And so all this has helped us learn this way of Sabbath rest for our intimacy with the Lord, for our shared intimacy with each other, and just for this well-being uh, in, in our heart and soul and lives. And so that training pays off at times like this where, I mean, I remember years ago before I had this training, when we would go on vacation, it was 
even though I needed it and looked forward to it and, and, and I would rest and I would have fun, but it was a, a grinding of the gears to go from working hard to vacation. And I would sometimes get depressed or fall into emptiness or just have a lot of difficulty where I would just be constantly thinking about work and it was difficult not to like go back into that mode. But, but through training, I've learned to, to disconnect and to, to do a lot of different prayers around that transition that basically boil down to abandoning outcomes to the Lord and all my responsibilities, giving them over, over to Jesus. And in this case now, we have a soul shepherding staff trusting people to play out their role and do, do their work. And so that helped me to be uh, rested and more present to, to you and our family and the Lord, and just moment by moment, uh, different adventures that we were doing. Yeah, I'm so thankful for that training that you've done and noticed it, how quickly you switched gears into rest, into really being present relationally, uh, listening to me, being so gracious to let me process some of the emotions that I was feeling because I was struggling with a lot of grief over just an immense amount of losses that we've experienced this year. And so I really appreciated that. And, and you also had shared with me, you know, I was beginning to be afraid that maybe I had uh, fallen into workaholism again. I've been working so hard. Uh, even while you had COVID, we were working hard. And you were sharing with me, no, I actually, I, I'm not a workaholic because I was able to let it go so quickly there and shift that gear just overnight into being back in Sabbath mode. Something that you're bringing out there, I appreciate that affirmation and that encouragement. And I want to go back to what you said just before that. You were illustrating that you had some uh, some grief and some uh, stress and anxiety and, and difficult emotions that, that came up on our vacation. And this has been true not just for you, but for me and many times over our life. And so we, we sort of learned that, well, that's part of what happens with Sabbath days, with vacation time, with spiritual retreats, and learning to accept that and lean into that has been a big part of our trainings uh, around soul care as it relates to Sabbath. And so, could you could you say more about that? Because that's not that's not a typical approach. A lot of times, the way we who are, are Christ followers, especially as leaders uh, in in the church or in different ministries, we we, when we go on vacation, we want to want to relax. We want to have a good time. I mean, it's just natural. I mean, just even people, this is what we want to do. But sometimes that becomes like a denial of, because God has developed us as people and created us in such a way that it's very natural that when we rest, when we slow down, when we're not preoccupied, when we're not moving on things, that we begin to have emotions, uh, memories, uh, longings, uh, stresses that we've internalized and didn't even realize, it, it comes up. Yeah, well, I had all kinds of things come up for me. I felt shame that I wasn't able to plan a vacation for us. I felt sad, like, gee, you know, we had this opportunity to take a vacation and do something exciting, go someplace new, have some adventure, and you know, we're missing out was kind of how I felt at first before we started, because it's like, wow, here we are, it's our vacation and we have no place to go and nothing to do. And, you know, places were filled up, things that we could do last minute weren't available. And so I, di I didn't know what to do, but I knew we had to leave the house because we work in our home and the work is constantly here weighing us down. 
even things like dealing with ants, you know, every day <laughs> invading the kitchen and just being so tired of dealing with that and needing to just get away from the ants or just, you know, all the normal maintenance in our house that's making me feel shame because I'm not getting time to deal with it. And the responsibilities and the temptations of if we were here not working, the temptations of other things, other projects, you know, that would be calling my name. And, and so taking that step of faith to leave, not knowing where we were going, not having plans, feeling all that shame, feeling the loss over that, you know, we didn't get something exciting planned. And I needed to process all those emotions. And then I also needed to process with you the emotions that I was feeling um, that had been repressed because we'd been working so hard and I hadn't wanted to bother you and you hadn't had time or energy or just weren't in a place where I felt like you'd be able to to hear me or where I felt like I was in a place where I'd be able to really articulate all that I was feeling. And so to take time to begin to let you in to what was going on in my soul and to begin to process, and I especially process out loud, Mm -hmm. but to be able to just share with you what I was feeling and to share with you the grief and the loss was a big gift for me to, to bring up all those things that I had been depressing, trying to manage, trying to ignore, trying to repressed so I could get work done, even pack. Yeah, thank you for your vulnerability, Christy, your your courage to express that and just the, the very uh, distinct and clear uh, heart words that you're using to describe your experience. And I know that uh, many of you who are listening can relate to Christy because maybe you're married to um, a husband or a wife who is type A like I am or you work with someone like that, and you know the feeling of, gee, I don't want to, I don't want to bother this person, uh, or, gee, I, th- I think that my emotions, my my stress is 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 a burden, and you're you're sort of holding that in and feeling bad about it, and you use the word, Christy, as you were describing the stress and and, and the grief and the emotions around that, uh, and some of the challenges around things like planning the vacation or dealing with the house maintenance and the ants and the workload and all this, you used a, a very strong word in describing feeling shame. Could you unpack that more for people? Because you're, you're someone that's like really in touch with your emotions. And so like when you say that, I, I know what you mean, but our listeners might feel like it might seem like such an intense word. Use some other wording to describe that. Well, I mean, at its very worst and where it really, I believe, became a sin is that I was struggling a lot with self-hatred because I was so disappointed in myself. I I couldn't Mm -hmm. meet my own expectations and I was judging myself for that. And I was also aware of my needs, but I was repressing them because I didn't want to have them. And I was judging myself for having them. And so all of that was resulting in me feeling shame and me feeling bad and me feeling like I was a disappointment. I was incompetent. I was too needy. So there's there's a, a judge in your head that rises up that undoubtedly is being fanned into flame by uh, Satan, uh, the father of lies or some, some demon that's uh, attacking you and particularly judging your, your needs, your, your weakness, your, your emotions, your insecurities and hating that part of yourself. Yeah. And it totally inhibits my ability to receive God's love. And it also inhibits my ability to receive his grace and love through you because I'm, I don't, I don't even want to be with myself. So say more about that. How does that work that 
if you're struggling with self-hatred, which is often unconscious, it, it takes uh, reflection and uh, openness and conversation with someone who's giving you empathy and emotionally honest prayer to like get in touch with that that self-hatred, that, that internal judging and self-condemnation and then the feelings of inadequacy and the feelings of shame, the feelings like, you, like, like you're bad or there's something wrong with you, uh, to get in touch with that. And so um, help us understand better how, how it is that when that's going on in you, you're saying that you're not very well able to receive uh, the compassion of Christ or uh, the care uh, from me as your husband or, or another soul friend. So something's getting in the way there, you're saying. Yeah. If you open your hand up wide, spread your fingers apart so your palm is wide open, and you put it right up at the tip of your nose, and it blocks your vision. It's like all you can see dominantly is your hand in front of your face, and anything else you're seeing, you're seeing through that perspective. That's what it's like for me. It's like the self-hatred, the shame, the self-judgment. It's like it, it colors and blocks my perspective and how I see everybody. So if you're struggling God. like this and a friend says to you, oh, but Christy, you're, you're so beautiful, or look how God is using you as a leader in soul shepherding, or gee, you're, you're so, your faith is so strong, your, your ability to articulate your emotions and, and trust God in these things, I really admire. So somebody gives you those sorts of affirmations, they're not getting in. Not when I'm struggling like I was, no, because I'm aware of all this list of things that I'm doing, that I, I'm not able to do, that I want to do, that I think I should be able to do, or all of these things that I, where I'm, I'm feeling disappointed in myself, or where I'm aware of all these needs that I have that I'm feeling bad for having, and I'm judging myself for having, but maybe I don't feel safe for that person to disclose those. So all of that is like, well, yeah, but they don't know. They don't know all these needs I'm feeling. They don't know how lonely I feel. They don't know mm. how I'm how I'm not getting these things dealt with in my house that need my attention and need, you know, need to be fixed. And they don't know that I'm not getting through my to-do list. And they don't know that I'm feeling anger at you because you're not available to me and I'm judging you for that. Like mm -hmm. they don't know that stuff. Yeah, and so what you're saying is there there is this uh, internal critic that becomes like a saboteur mm -hmm. that can sabotage the care that someone might mm -hmm. give you if, if, if you're not aware of what's happening and you're not able to get out of that position, mm -hmm. you get, get that hand away from your nose right. so that you, you can see. Right. And you're saying that then empathy that's uh, gentle and, and persistent, mm -hmm. it's going to need to be uh, patient and uh, persevering, can get through. Well, yeah, and someone who can mediate to me God's presence and grace, like you did, for me, who could listen to me, be gut-level honest, 100% honest with everything I'm thinking and feeling, and who doesn't judge me, who listens, who has empathy for me. So that helped you to ex accept your emotions, mm -hmm. and we call that uh, agreeing with God's grace, mm -hmm. so that you're, you're joining with Jesus or uh, the Word of God saying, like in Romans 8, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, and then just the promises just keep rolling off of the Holy Spirit through Paul's pen there in Romans 8, just to take one example, and many positive, loving affirmations, le learning to agree with that. And what you're saying is that 
receiving empathy from God or from a friend who's serving as Christ's ambassador to you, that or helps you then... spiritual director or therapist. Mm-hmm. And so that helps you to receive that, that grace. It's like you're joining with it. Yes. But the other thing is, is I did ask you to pray for me because I needed your prayer too. And we need that as well. And so if you had been a spiritual director, you know, I would have been asking my spiritual director to pray for me too, as well as listening. Yeah, I, I felt it was urgent that I fight for you because you were in a spiritual battle. And mm-hmm. uh, remember the very first day of our uh, vacation saying to you, well, Christy, if you need me all 10 days to do nothing, just to listen to you and hold you, that's, there's, that's okay. There's nothing more important than that. Yeah, and I, I so appreciated that because you were telling me it's okay for you to have needs. It's okay for you to receive from me. And thankfully, I didn't need that for all 10 days. But just the fact that you were saying, I, I'm here with you, enabled me to really trust and receive. Yeah, and then you did, did the same for me. We had a lot of mutual empathy and conversation. And so we're illustrating soul friendship. And as you're listening, you might say, okay, you know what? we're talking about Sabbath rest. How does this relate to Sabbath rest? Well, because after that, I was then able to rest and I was able to reconnect in my intimacy with Jesus. Whereas before, all of this judgment, all of this self-hatred, all of this shame was keeping me from resting. Yeah, you're illustrating why it is that uh, entertainment or watching TV or just the resting of not working doesn't equate to real soul rest necessarily. A lot of times we do... A lot of different things that are stimulating or exciting or fun or they're sort of escape mechanisms that get us out of uh, work or perfectionism or stress, but they don't really care for our soul. They don't really foster a sense of God's presence and beauty. They don't really help us to, to, to settle in and experience God's loving kindness. And so those things are not really so Sabbath-like. They're, they're not really offering the soul rest that we need. And so a lot of times the soul rest that we need actually involves going someplace that we don't initially want to go to. We don't really want to feel this stuff. We don't want to admit that we're struggling with this or we've got this sin issue going on or this conflict. But if we will let ourselves feel that and pray that through and talk that through with somebody safe, that's going to really open up for us this, this deeper rest and intimacy with God. Well, and the other thing that changes is before that, I was reading scripture faithfully, but I was distracted. I wasn't able to receive from it. It wasn't comfort to me. In fact, if anything, it was increasing my feelings of shame. And But then after sharing with you and processing through my emotions and receiving God's grace through you and you praying for me, Well, then while we were gone and I was reading scripture, I was able more and more as the week went on to start to receive more grace and love and truth and ministry from scripture. Yeah, it helped you to be more more present to God's word and to the voice of Jesus. Yeah, and same with worship music because we listened and and sang worship every day also. Mm -hmm. And at first, you know, I was listening to the worship, but I wasn't able to fully enter in. And then as the week went on, my ability to to really worship and to really enter in. At first, it started like I was bringing a sacrifice of praise. Like I was, I was doing it and it felt like a sacrifice. And then at the end, it it was, it was nourishing my spirit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a sacrifice anymore. It was a gift. It was grace. Yeah. So this uh, vacation that uh, was uh, stringing together Sabbath days, we call it a 
sabbacation or something. <laughs> it was a, a Sabbath-like uh, vacation for us. Uh, really fostered this sort of a soul rest. And one of the rhythms that was implicit in all this that I just want to make make pop out here for you who are listening is a balance of uh, solitude with silence and relationship with vulnerability and empathy. And putting those two together, solitude and community, is very powerful in our experience of Sabbath rest on our vacation. Yeah, we've found it makes a huge difference for us and for the the pastors, the leaders, the people that we have journeyed with on their sabbaticals, it's made a huge difference too. We've seen the way God uses it in, in marriages and in intimacy with him and just real soul restoration. And so this has been really important to us. That's part of why we felt called to establish our sabbaticalguide.com or sabbatical guide coaching for people to have a have some help with this. To learn yeah. how to do this because it was a learning for us and it's been so powerful to share it with others and see them have a context and opportunity to do this. Yeah, and so this is primarily for you if you're a, a pastor, a church leader, a missionary helping you take a sabbatical. But it's really for all of us as it relates to Sabbath rest because uh, from time to time we all take vacations, I hope, and we could do that in a way Christian and I were able to do it's more Sabbath oriented. It's still fun. I mean, we were we were taking hikes. We were out on the beach every day, uh, laying out on the beach and and uh, taking walks on the beach. We enjoyed nice restaurants. We enjoyed movies. We enjoyed conversations. Many new experiences. Going to a farmers market, different different adventures. So it wasn't like we were like religious or like you know all all spiritual or something. But it was we were living our life together with Jesus, and there was a, a quality of of rest and, and worship to it that that made it a real blessing. So learning how to rest in these ways, this soul rest, uh, it takes some training. So that's what sabbaticalguide.com is about, and we give you a, a coach, a spiritual director, to personally work with you. And we give you a video teaching from Christy and me, and a number of different tools around uh, sabbatical care and uh, Sabbath days, soul rest. And so, uh, yeah, it's been fun to share this with you who are listening and hope that you're finding this encouraging. And if you need someone to talk to, you know, Christy and I have been illustrating from our relationship and obviously we're, we're husband and wife here, but mostly we're really illustrating a soul friendship. And we all need a soul friend. Sometimes the way to learn that is by scheduling time with a spiritual director who gives you a, a safe place and is confidential and is really expert in empathy and in soul care and intimacy with God and understanding things like the Christ stages and journey of the soul. And so that's why Soul Shepherding offers spiritual directors to help you in your life and uh, in your, the care of your soul and your uh, discipleship to Jesus. And so if you're interested in meeting with a spiritual director you can find a link in the show notes as well as uh, with the sabbaticalguide.com. You can find links in the show notes that will link you with one of our soul shepherding spiritual directors who have been trained from Bill and I. And you can book right online to meet with them. And they can meet with you over the internet if you're not local to them or in person if they're local to you. But it's a way to begin to learn and to grow in this form of receiving God's grace from another person and learning more how to enter deeper into greater rest and intimacy with Jesus. Yeah, you just go to soulshepherding.org and uh, you'll find 15 different uh, senior spiritual directors of soul shepherding that we've trained who 
be great at companioning you in your your life with Jesus, uh, your relationships, your work. So Lord, we just thank you for each one who's listening to us and just pray your best blessings upon their life and their relationships and the work that they do. And just pray, God, that you would help all of us to uh, learn better how to live into your rhythm of a weekly Sabbath and to do the, the training and the soul care around developing our intimacy with you and our capacity to to really rest and be emotionally present to you and to the people around us. Uh, this is where our capacity to be more loving comes from, is this quality of healthy relationship. And so I just pray you'd encourage each of our listeners in this way. And thanks for having them in the Soul Shepherding community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, fall is upon us. And I know the fall is a busy season, especially for pastors and leaders with all the ministries that start up in the fall. You might be thinking, why are you talking about vacation and sabbatical and rest? This isn't, I can't do that right now. Well, maybe you can't. That's true. But don't just write this off as not being eligible for it. The reason we're talking about this in the fall is because if you're going to do it, you've got to be intentional and you've got to be planning. And so we want you to have the vision for it as you're thinking about this coming summer. And we have practical help for you at sabbaticalguide.com. Our sabbatical coaching, our videos help you step by step how to plan for a sabbatical. Everywhere from getting it, giving your board or, or your staff or family members, other people a vision of this, getting them on board with you, sample letters, things you can hand them to help them understand why this is important and necessary, why you need this support and vision, even in applying for a grant to get a sabbatical and to get help for that. So start now and check out those resources at sabbaticalguide.com. We love being in community with you and following Jesus together. We pray for you, and we don't want you to feel alone. It's too easy for the enemy to convince us that we're all alone. And so we want to remind you, we have senior spiritual directors at Soul Shepherding who have been through our training that Bill and I do with our Soul Shepherding Institute and spiritual direction training. They've had years of experience and supervision, and they are available to meet with you, to journey with you, to be an ambassador of Jesus, to care for your soul. So we encourage you to look in the show notes for a link to book an appointment. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 